Greetings and welcome to the MTG Profits Podcast. This is episode 51 that you're joining us for. As always, my name is Andy and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. Hey, everybody. And this is a podcast about the card game Magic the Gathering. We're talking about news, product reviews, and as always, we're taking a, a... a specific look at the financial aspect of Magic the Gather. We'll look at prices, we'll look at buy and sell recommendations, and other things you should know about the Magic market. Uh, feel free to check us out on the web. We're at www.mtgprofits.com. That's all one word. Or And email us as well at mtgprofits at gmail.com. Absolutely. And we, uh, we're, we are in the midst of our, our contest time as well. Counting down. Next week is the announcement. So the big 52. The big 52. So at that, we should, we'll have 52 episodes, effectively about a, a year, I guess. Of uh, You know, I don't think we've... Have we missed a week? I don't think we have ever missed a week. I don't think so. I think we've hit every week. Which so. is pretty darn amazing, I would say. Yeah, you're listening to awesomeness right now. Exactly. Do you know any other uh, oh, podcast that is that consistent? <laughs> exactly. We're working hard. 52 weeks a year. <laughs> exactly. And also, uh, we can't really pre-record these episodes, at least on mass, because of the news component to the episode. So these are done every week to keep your information fresh. Exactly. Fresh to your ears, <laughs> your your ear hole. <laughs> uh, it's going into your 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 ear hole. Cavity. <laughs> yes, we are extracting it from ours and, and bringing it to yours. Feeding um, straight to your external auditory meatus. <laughs> <laughs> Squeezing your mind grapes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So let's see. So, yeah, yeah, so uh, uh, if you want to join the contest, uh, go ahead and send an email to mtgprofits at gmail.com. That's M-T-G-P-R-O-F-I-T-S. And uh, just put in the subject line contest. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have uh, what do – you, do you know all the goodies that you're, we're giving away here, Dev? Do you have a full uh, list? Yeah. Gonna be so uh, we're going to keep some of it a surprise, but uh, I know that uh, we're going to send some cards for sure. Both of us are going to sign uh, – Maybe sign our one of our favorite cards and find another little bonus goodie card and uh and uh also I've got some other goods to send as well, so <coughs> I kind of want to keep it a pleasant surprise, so yeah, so and, uh, also you're gonna get some cool stuff exactly, <laughs> and all you have to do is send an email so correct and i I will give you a hint. your odds are looking really good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So it's worth the time, worth the trouble, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. definitely send us a, an email on that. Yep. Very good. So uh, let's see. As far as things in the news this week, I think we're we're kind of all all over the board. Um, yeah. Not a whole heck no, of a lot no, of news. Uh, no cheaty faces, as we. we you did. know that's uh, surprising. It's like uh, you know I was uh, I was thinking we were going to make a. Uh, uh, a, a segment, cheats of the week, you know. Yeah. But uh, well, this is the first week, and I want to say three or four for straight that we have not had a cheater caught on camera. So, uh, so uh, I guess that's a win for the community. I guess. I, I guess. 
I mean, maybe the information just hasn't leaked out yet. You know, watch next week. I have uh, two cheats of the week. So Cause I think what I mean, most of the tournaments and things happen on the weekends. So like we would have expected something from the past weekend. So exactly. Exactly. We'll keep our fingers crossed and see if another cheater is revealed. <laughs> Absolutely. See if see if one morphs up. You know, it's face down right now, just waiting to reveal itself. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just to uh, just to break uh, break stride for a moment here. Does the recording seem to be okay on your end? I see it saying recording. Okay. I, I just heard like a funny blip. It cut you out for a second. And I was afraid oh, okay. of having a technical yeah, fault. I see it is recording. Okay, me too. Good deal. Everyone can ignore that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, move along. Move, move along. To see here. Move along. <laughs> but um, so no cheaty faces. Uh, I know that uh, Commander Nineteen is the is the buzz of the week, and it uh, is happening this week, the twenty third. Yeah, I've already gotten mine. I was like, I got a couple of sets. I just two sets, literally a couple of sets. But all you know, all the sets time you know, I got one of each box times two, so I think that's, that's eight, eight of them. Yeah. So. so remind me again, what's what's the money box? Which one should we all be getting? Oh gosh, the uh, I want to say it's the black, it's the black, uh, the black red one. I think was the one. Oh, the madness had, one. I believe that was the one that had the highest uh, dollar value. Um, at least it was the one I checked like two weeks ago. Let me double check that really briefly. And see if that is still the case. I will. I will do the same. I think you're correct. Uh, let's see. Looking at the numbers. So survey says. Boom. It's looking like. Let's see. So we got fearless, faceless menace, which I think is the morph one. Is that the morph one? Yeah, that's the morph one. That's going for an estimated. Well, if you combine total of the cards, is one thirty-five. The next one, the Mystic Intellect, is. Where are you seeing uh, that? I'm seeing value of thirty-seven. I'm seeing value of fifty on the Faceless Menace. Uh, let me see paper. I'm seeing fifty for the Faceless, fifty-seven for the Merciless Rage, forty-nine for the Mystic Intellect, and fifty-five for the Primal Genesis. Really, I'm seeing high. I see one hundred six for the Merciless Rage, and uh, one thirteen for the Primal Genesis. And 137 for the Mystic Influx. So it looks like the red-blue one is the way to go. Hmm. I, I don't know. Which was uh, your numbers, Sam? I'm seeing um, I'm seeing 50 for the merc- the Faceless, 50 effectively 58 for the Merciless, uh, 50 for the Mystic, and 55 for the Primal. So uh, mid 50s for the blue, green, or no, what is that? Primal, red, black, red, green, and white. Yeah, red, green, white. It looks like so, the the black red does seem to be the highest dollar amount. But I'm seeing fifty seven bucks though for that fifty eight dollars. Hmm. But um, uh, eBay auctions currently between fifty four and sixty. Uh, eBay auctions for the the second highest, which is that uh, Primal Genesis, uh, between forty nine and fifty six. Okay, I see. So you're saying so so per eBay the. Is it the red black? Which one is it? The red black one. The red the... black one is slightly winning at uh, fifty-five to sixty. Okay, red black. I, I guess I'm looking at the, uh, the the list I'm looking at is the actual breakdown. If you were to buy each of those cards, 
Oh, okay, gotcha. So by buying, breaking down, and selling the cards as singletons. Singletons, yes. Okay, I gotcha. If you're doing it that way, uh, the, uh, what is it, the 137, I think it's the blue-red one comes out ahead. Okay. Uh, Because the the commander is is a high one. Uh, I think it's the highest commander. Well, no, I take that back. The, The blue one is the... Blue black one is the highest. Looks like. Okay, there. Um, gotcha. But yeah, it looks like it has the most money cards with the Savine, the Chronoclasm, the Doxide Extortionist, the the Legendary Wall, and uh, <laughs> each of the the, the uh, Infinite, the backup commander, I guess. So, okay. I guess the safe bet would either be to go red black or red blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are the. I think the which is the highest card currently is it um, single card you're talking about? Yeah, I'm looking for that because sometimes that's the way to go is you buy one of these things and just sell a single card or two from it, break even and keep the remaining 98 cards. Um, I've done that in several, several times. It looks like say it's the it's this is what I was thinking it was going to be, and I assuming this price is still correct. The single highest car card is the one we talked about before it's our our buddy oh, the from yogmoth uh, yeah, yeah his son Rick, or whatever Chris son of or Ramach, Kirk, uh, okay he's so going for about 27 bucks booyaka yeah see that's the stuff right there you buy that box sell him keep all the rest <laughs> it's like, yeah. that that's that's what i would do personally like that's that's how i would work the system yeah, you know, because it's a, a good idea. I could do without one single card, you know, and, and basically get the rest of the deck for ten bucks. You know, that's kind of yeah. how it works out. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I've done that a bunch of times in the past. I kind of like doing it. It's relatively yeah. easy too, and selling singles is super cheap. Like, there's no weight to them, you know. So it's like, yeah, absolutely, it's you know, a good way to go. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, if you're gonna try that approach, go for the uh, the red black deck, the merciless rage. Pick that that boy up uh, on Sunday or or pre-ordered or whatever you, you know, want to do. Or even yeah. grab that one at your local box chain. You yeah, know, I think I, that's what I might do. All the world or whatever. And for it. Find the best of the best. You know, oh, the, I guess the only downside is so is other people. I mean, that's what everybody's trying to do. You know, but what are you gonna and do? You know, it's like you said. You know, you in a perfect world, that's what will happen. You'll be able to get it. You'll sell it for twenty-seven bucks, and then. You know the the others profit, but in reality, <laughs> everyone is going to be selling it for twenty seven dollars or whatever. So you'll actually end up selling it for you know 22. less than that, yeah, yep. well, twenty two uh, or whatever. And uh, so it's not a perfect system, but yeah, it's still it'll still it's come still out good. In. Exactly, yeah, it's still a good deal for a piece of cardboard. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Very good. So that's the new the new hotness. Um, I'm looking at mine right now. They're sitting in their little brown boxes, uh, unopened, and they will stay Ooh. that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's getting to be a shame. I, I stocked it away, and I was like, God, I got a lot of these things completely unopened. I don't even look at the glory of their actual retail packaging. I'm looking at them in freaking cardboard, you know, corrugated cardboard boxes, yeah. you know. It's like I've got a, a bunch of commander all the way going back to 2013. I think now I've got them in their little cardboard oh, wow. boxes. 
So I was digging through and I got a couple of those anthologies and stuff. And I'm like, ah, this is, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting out of hand. I need to. You need to liquidate. I do need to do some liquidation. I, I've just been so lazy to do it. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't had the need to. And because the need hasn't been there, the desire hasn't been there. Yeah. You know, so I've been more lax than I should be. And um, in every regard, like I haven't been selling Force of Will cards. I haven't been selling Magic cards. And those are like my two go-to things to sell. Well, it's I like we talked about before, you know, it, it's still... It's still work. I mean, it is, you know, trading cards, selling cards. There's still a little bit of, of work to it. I mean, you've you got to list it. You've got to sell it. you got to ship it. You know, you take pictures. There, there's still a process to it. So, it's you know, there's there some is effort. some time and effort that you have to devote to it. And then you got to deal with hassles when they're, when they're, oh, I never got my item, or why is yeah. it here yet? You know, and there's always some little, some little thing yeah exactly so you know it's not money for nothing there's a little little bit of time and and, you know you know what i've noticed on uh, the ebay too i don't know if you've ever done this but every once in a while i'll come across a deal that seems like almost too good to be true i will say it doesn't seem to happen too much for magic cards but i have had it happen twice i want to say now um, no, three times. I've had it happen for uh, electronics and uh, Force of Will cards. So, okay. And I just pulled the trigger on another Force of Will purchase today <laughs> that it was like, like too, it was like seemingly good, too good to be true. It was, um, it was like an entire booster box of a relatively recent set for $30 shipped yeah. from Great Britain. And I'm like, mm. oh my goodness. I was like, how are they making any money on this? It's probably yeah. $15 to get it to me to $17. They're making 15 bucks, you know, minus whatever eBay is. So I'm like, this sounds too good to be true. But but the deal was so good, I, I couldn't pass it up. And I will say the one thing that made me pull the trigger was the seller had like 17,000 um, uh, positive, positive uh, things. Exactly. Yeah, so feedback, like, well, yeah. It's legit. But I have had times where I was like, I pounced on a really good deal. Yeah, and it turned out that the deal was too good to be hmm. true, and then uh, and then I had to go through PayPal and eBay to get my refund. That's uh, um, happened, uh, I want to say twice with cards, uh, and then once with a like a MacBook Air or something. Okay. And um, and then I, what it was was my daughter needed one for school, so it's which is a, a freaking shame because I've got all, like a bazillion computer parts in all kinds of form factors and laptops and shall I get all kinds of like yeah. Windows and Linux devices and and of course not a single solitary Mac anything. So mm-hmm. of course that's the one she needs for school. Well, yeah. or, and or wants I should say. So it's like uh, okay. apparently that's the easiest way to do her work. So. I'm like, dang it, the one thing I don't have, you know? And those are a little more expensive as well. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get the stuff used, you know? Well, yeah. 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 But uh, even still, it was like 300 bucks. I was like, this is kind of expensive for something from like 2014, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. So but the, so then I had to, of course, take it apart, replace its battery, mm-hmm. check for corrosion. So it's like, you know, which is somewhat a labor of love. I enjoy spending time doing that a lot, but... um probably more than is healthy because it's another expensive hobby. So, yeah. So, but, um, anyway, so, so you know, I, one time I had a burn on that too, where the item never got shipped and I was like, Oh God. So, and you know, usually, 
I've had even times when eBay told me, like within 24 hours of the sale, they were like, we have detected a fraudulent sale that you were associated with. We are contacting, that's it. And I'm like, wait, what? So, so, so in the email, they're basically saying, we know something fraudulent happened. You purchased an item that you're never going to get. That is all. And so I was like, so then I had to go to the eBay and I'm like, uh, yeah, I got this email saying that, um, uh, the item isn't going to arrive. What do I need to do? You know, and my, my thought was they were going to tell me something like, oh, uh, you don't have to do anything. We're on top of it. We know it was a fraudulent transaction. Your money is going to be refunded. No, it was nothing remotely like that. It was like, oh, you have to put in a claim. And I was like, can I do that now? They're like, no, you have to call the claims department. So, of course, I called it. I had to go through all the same rigmarole and BS that I would have had to do had I waited a month and not gotten it. So I was like, what's the point of even sending me the email in that case? Yeah, exactly. It was very strange and honestly super weak. Uh, (laughs) Because what they should have done was been like, we detected a fraudulent thing. We've reversed the charge. You don't need to do anything. Exactly. Uh, I thought that was weak and, and just serve us fail. Exactly. It's just pathetic. You know? And it, it leads me to think what they hope for is that you just don't do anything and you just ignore it. And then Yeah. And of course what happens is you're just out the money and no one else is. Yeah. That's so. really that's funny. Uh, I agree. That'd be like if you went somewhere and it's like you, you know, someone owed you a refund and then they didn't try to give it to you. Yeah. You know? It's a strange thing. Uh, that sucks. But I guess back to, to get back on track now, I sort of totally brought us on an unfortunate yeah. tangent there. Uh, yeah, I, I guess unrelated, our next episode will be dealing exclusively on the topic of addiction and uh, <laughs> more <laughs> uh, exactly. your hard crack addiction. And... How do you know if you are an addict? <laughs> It's funny. I, I don't know if you've ever sent you the little comic with one of those cardboard cracks, and it was like, um, it wasn't, I can't remember if it was actually cardboard crack or some similar thing, but I think I saw it on Facebook, and it was like a, a father and son, and the father's like, you did a really good job, little Timmy, good job mowing the lawn, here's your here's your $5, don't spend it all in one, and then it's like, no, Johnny, no, and like, Johnny's instantaneously throwing his money into a... Uh, essentially a vending machine that has magic cards in it. (laughs) It was like instantly before the father even finished the words coming out of his mouth. Yeah. It was really funny. Like the art on it was funny. The concept was funny. I I got a chuckle out of it. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) um, The fiction is strong. (laughs) (laughs) I think it can be for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're talking Speaking of wasting, Commander. Uh, speaking of wasting money, I, uh, I I came across some interesting uh, news earlier today. Apparently, Wizards has abandoned its uh, Twitch streaming initiative. Um, I don't know if you knew about this. I, I know we've talked about it at some point, but um, Wizards has hired between 32 and 35 uh, streamers yep. to um, stream uh, arena content. Mm-hmm. And um, paid him a nice, uh, a pretty nice salary. You're paying those those guys uh, 75 G. 75, yeah. yeah. So um, it turns out they are completely abandoning the project. Probably after the uh, someone at Hasbro watched a stream, <laughs> <laughs> they're probably like, "Oh my God, we have 100 Twitch stream viewers, and we paid 75 grand for this." 
you know, and um, shut it down. down instant. And uh, it, you know what? It's very funny. So in total, they spent uh, two point four million dollars and garnered maybe uh, I don't know, maybe uh, ten thousand total views, if that. And wow. what they probably should have done is paid PewDiePie two point four million dollars to stream one time. And then they would have gotten like, you know, 20 million eyeballs on that thing for his single solitary effort, you know, that's what they should have done. But instead they hire like magic, magic, you know, magic pro players who are arguably probably some of the most socially inept, uh, inadequate (laughs) individuals and probably some of the worst possible brand emissaries that you could ever imagine. Yeah, probably. Go to your go to your FNM, find the most socially awkward person who also probably wins a lot and is a really ultra tryhard, you know, and, and imagine him engaging with an audience and trying to make a stream fun, you know, mm. it, it just didn't work. In, in fact, as a, as a curiosity, you ought to you ought to try this. The uh, you ought to go to like a Twitch stream. Yeah. Do you a favor, or you can even go to Channel Fireball. This is where I found it, but apparently it was a Twitch stream as well. Huey mm. Jensen was one of the uh, one of the pros that they paid and uh, he works over at channel fireball so his um, his uh, stream is over there as well okay. and uh, just watch this thing for like five to ten minutes yeah. it's amazingly bad it's it's probably <laughs> like the worst ten minutes that you can imagine online it, it's like it's 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 a two hour episode okay. of him sitting there just playing the game okay. all you here is his size every so often. It's like, it's like, it's like, <sighs> like, there's no interaction. There's no talking. There's no discussing the cards being played. There's no, there's no interacting with the audience. Yeah. Nothing. It's absolutely atrocious. Wow. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. And, and you know, and that, that's, that's what happens when you have non-streamers trying mm-hmm. to make a product, you know. Yeah. Basically just getting a payday. They're getting paid, you know, whereas normal streamers only get paid when they grow their audience. Okay. So normal Twitch streamers, their incentive is not to have a company pay them. Their incentive is to have people watch them and then they grow their channel and then yeah. they get paid by advertisements so they get paid by Twitch, you know. Sure. You know, just like YouTube algorithms work. It's like, oh, if yeah. you, a lot of people watch your stuff, you get paid. Well, mm-hmm. you know, these people that uh, in the MPL that Wizards just pays, you know, or in, or in their street, they have no incentive to be good. All they have to do yeah, is... Yeah, I guess if you're just getting the paycheck one way or the other. Exactly, you know. And when you top that off with someone that has no social skills, you know, or, or no interest in actually engaging socially with your essentially consumer base, mm-hmm. it's a freaking recipe for disaster. I could just imagine some Hasbro like high up, you know, outside of Wizards of the Coast, seeing this stream and being like, we spent how much money on this crap? And they were probably like, this is the worst expenditure in the history of this company. Oh, (laughs) God. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought that was kind of humorous. That makes me think that, like, our, you know, limited uh, arena games that we posted were just pure gold in comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Good grief. Just crazy, you know. I, I, I mean, comparatively, at least there's some, you know, 
some banter back and forth, you know, yeah. more than just hearing the sounds of our uh, our mouth breathing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh God! Oh, I, I at least hear some cursing of some sort. <laughs> something to keep it a little spicy, maybe. But yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. If you see it, you'll you'll know what I mean. You'll you'll be shocked at how bad it is. Oh. It, it's um, it's really something something to behold. It, it's, wow. I, I I kind of fear watching it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could pretty much imagine it just from my explanation. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly how it goes. It sounds Apparently, terrible. <laughs> two hours of him breathing and playing magic. You oh, know. my. No, <laughs> that's nothing else. That sounds really bad. For sure. Oh, <laughs> but, <man>. uh, <laughs> hmm. That kind of reminds me, I think that was also maybe um, kind of along the lines of some other news. Uh, I think it was part of some other news, too, that I heard about um, the big changes that came up to uh, some of the competitive play uh, that was going on. Uh, So as far as arena and tabletop, and this is for next year, uh, I'll, I'll just try to hit the highlights of this and not give the... All the blow by blows, but the uh, the Magic Pro League is changing. They're they're changing the size of that. So the 32 players down to 24. As you said, no more streaming contacts. Blah, blah. <laughs> that was a fail. Yeah. Uh, but they can still earn appearance fees by attending events uh, for Arena and Tabletop. So up to 50,000 for that. So. Now you actually have to show up somewhere for an event, I guess. <laughs> uh, you can watch them breathe in person. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, they're going to have a new league, the Rivals League, uh, which will set set up to feed into the Magic Pro League. Uh, so there's a whole thing about how you can go back and forth between that and the invites, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so that'll be 46 players making up to $20,000 in appearance fees. Uh, there'll be a tournament for that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Players tour, tabletop changes. So Mythic Championships going away. Whoop. I think that was basically just this year. <laughs> yep. That lasted, uh, yeah, about a year. Yep. <laughs> so, uh. We're going to have Mythic Invitationals will still be on Arena, and that's for MPL members and Rival League members and anyone else who's lucky enough to qualify, I guess. Uh, there'll be, uh, let's see, uh, there'll be the Players Tour, which is going to be a series of events uh, for qualifying events. Um, blah, blah, blah. Grand Prix. Uh, they'll continue to be there for the top eight finishers. We'll move on to the Players Tour. Um, blah, 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 blah. Arena Mythical Championship. Mythic Championships are gone now. Uh, there'll be three Mythic Invitationals per year and some discretionary invites. Uh, calendar is changing. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's basically it. So, so some changes into the, the, the yeah to the the event formats and everything. Um, I don't know. It just it just feels like a little bit of a, a rebranding to me. But um, you know, whatever. I, I I'm not really uh, uh you know follow the tournament scene and and all these different pro events and how it all feeds into itself. And uh, I think as far as Magic and the financial aspect of it, 
you know, probably on the individual player level, you know, not really much of an impact. I guess for you as a pro, uh, you're you're probably a little sad that you're no longer eating your your juicy <laughs> contract. Uh, yeah, for teeth. sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that was a deal. Uh, that was a deal and a half. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, just uh, just amazing. 75 G's for very uh, limited work. Yeah, that seems yeah. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we'll see. You know what comes up. Oh, maybe the future with that, but um, yeah, I'm sure more more tournament changes uh, will be will be showing up. Uh, exactly. Speaking of uh, tournament changes, too, we were talking before earlier about the the new uh, MTG Companion app that just dropped. Oh my goodness! This yeah. came out. Uh, I guess it was Monday. I think it was became available. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could download this app for your iOS or Android device. Uh, it's an open beta now. And uh, this is the Magic's official companion mobile app, which has just one feature. Which sounds like it would have a lot of cool things. It's but a no. home tournament organizer. So <laughs> you can organize, use it to set up and organize your tournaments. Yeah, this is going to be like... 10 users of this product. Uh, <laughs> Have you started a tournament at home and not known what to do? Have you had a hard time pairing your people? <laughs> yeah. You need this thing to tell you how to match up your 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 four-player games. <laughs> I, I, I thought it's just such a strange thing. I, it I does seem like a really strange kind of thing to do. I mean... You know, I guess places that run events, your local game store or whatever, you know, they've already figured this out, at least to some They actually have to use Wizards uh, software for that. Yeah, exactly. So they're getting that set. So what's the other use case for this? People at home that are doing this? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. Is, Is there really that much of that going on? Is there a big demand for uh, a yeah. tournament organizer? That you, like I said, it's like how many people are going to be playing at your house? Four, six. I mean, I can't imagine too much more than that. Can't you just pair off and winners? You know, I, I don't know. It's strange, strange thing. The quote here's the quote from the uh, the guy working on the project here. Uh, My goal for the companion is for a new player to run into a magic player that finds out they don't have the companion installed and immediately be told, "Holy cow, you got to get the companion app." Oh my god! Uh, I, I can see that happening the moment hell freezes over. Yeah, so, yeah. there is no way that that would ever happen with 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 its current ability set. I mean, there's no way. I mean, it doesn't even have a life counter or any other useful tools that you might exactly. want to use for your phone. My God! Now, I guess there was the 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 first. Uh, Magic official app was, I guess, the Magic the Gathering toolbox. Um, I, I think that helped you ever... with deck construction. I never used it, but I think it had. Uh, it would help you use your mat, like determine a mana base and stuff. It actually yeah. had some utility, from my understanding. I never downloaded it, but at least it did stuff. Yeah, I, I want to say I, I tried to download it at one point, but then uh, I think it wasn't available for Android or something, so it was like, well, yeah. I, can't, I can't really use it. I think it required a third-party software to run on phones or something, and and that pretty much shut that right down. It's like, who's going to bother taking the time to do that? 
apparently it was it was updated for Avis and restored, and then they just junked it <laughs> oh, shortly so, thereafter. So it's been gone for a while. Uh, I guess one other note about this new companion app: it was it was developed in house at, at Wizards. Oh God! Oh uh, God! Uh, <laughs> I, I wonder if it's the development team for MTGO. Uh, I don't think so because it sounds like the guy who's running it he just joined the team last year so he is a new newer hire <laughs> when you hear in-house and digital and wizards of the coast you know that means turd on a stick yeah get ready to eat it too they'll try to uh... make you think it's a corn dog but we all know <laughs> that it's bet not <laughs> it's like, oh, brown eat it it's good it's a corn dog <laughs> You know, and that's, I think that would be great to have, you know, I guess, hearkening back to the original app, you know, to have a comprehensive app that has the, the life total, the, the, the total life total counter, the deck tools, you know. The comprehensive rules. You know, yeah, yeah, comprehensive rules, like, you know, tournament organizing capabilities, you know, all of that kind of stuff in one easy-to-use, free uh, app. Exactly. You know, they could even take it to the next level and uh, allow it to be like a friend finder or a game finder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, uh, you know, some somehow you could find other people that want to play magic or something, you know? Like, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of really cool things that they could do with a phone app. And, and like, this, what they're using it for seems like an utter, complete and total waste that no one will bother using. And then what will happen is, since no one uses it, They'll discard development of it, and, and then they'll say, oh, we tried mobile apps. Mo people are not interested in mobile apps, so no. we're not going to use them. When it's not that people aren't interested in them, it's just that they made such bad ones that they were mm -hmm. useless, and there was no user uptake. So exactly, you know, and, and uh, you know, they did say that uh, you know we're we're going to have more kind of engagement features for it later. You know, coming coming up in the, in the future, but yeah, something you could do so much with this, especially since you consider that you know Magic the Gathering originally you know was a tabletop game and is a tabletop game. You have your phone with you. Everybody's got their phone with them. Exactly. Uh, I mean, this seems like a no-brainer to make a an excellent app uh, to to focus on the game and you know resources for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a wasted uh, opportunity, is what it is. And, and you know, and it should be coming from from wizards themselves. I mean, they they should come up with an amazing app that people players can use. You know, I'm sure if you go on now in the, any of the Play stores or you know, uh, what is it, the, the Apple Store or whatever, like you'll find a million other magic related apps. <laughs> uh, it would not surprise me. Yeah, I noticed even like the life counter apps alone. There's, I mean, I, I use the life counter apps. It's like I use it all the time. Like uh, it's highly useful. It's yeah. got a little die rolling thing. It helps you determine who goes first, and it keeps life and poison counters. That's it. And wizards can even do that. No, <laughs> I mean... apparently not. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like, oh. Uh, oh. Uh, honestly, it's almost, it's really inexcusable that a company their it's... size can't 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 do basic things right you know yeah that's just kind of sad i mean it is it's just come on. yeah but um speaking of sad i have uh 
I have some, uh, I guess, review picks. I, I think we were going to talk yeah. to our, our, our listeners what we're, uh, our plan for the today is when it comes to our choices. Uh, I, um, you You're talking a, about a, War of the Sparks? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's been off allocation now, so prices have come down to their low point. So uh, it's probably a good time to review some of our picks and maybe see how they've done, see how, the, see how our picks have fared over the last couple of months and maybe see where we are moving forward with those picks, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we did our picks for War of the Spark prior to its actual release. And for those uh, listeners who are, uh, you know, have a a good memory here, that was way back on uh, April 17th uh, where we actually discussed this. And we each had a couple of different picks where we thought things would would go up. Um, So... Let's take a, I guess, yeah, a, a, trip. a revisit down memory lane here. Yes, and see uh, what what actually happened with those. Uh, I, I will say, I looked at my results, and uh, I'm not super pleased with my outcome, but uh, nor am I terribly disappointed either. So let's, uh, I, I'll hit. Uh, you know what? I, I think maybe the best way to do this is maybe just hit all three of ours and in, in, in succession. Yeah, so I'll, okay. I'll hit mine and then you can hit yours and um, sure. we'll, we'll recap. keep yeah. it rolling. So oh. um, my first pick and um, my my highest, um, I guess, interest, my, the, the pick that I had the most interested was uh, the Sahili, uh, the Sublime Artificer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's uh, one of the new Planeswalkers. She's uncommon. And... Um, I won't uh, rehash all of what I loved about her because it would be like a whole episode again. But yeah. um, the, her pricing then at that time was about a buck twenty, and her pricing now is a buck twenty-five. So you know she's still effectively the same. Although that being said, I believe that the prices now are at their all-time lows. So you know we're we're off allocation. The market is being flooded with singles. So if this is as low as she gets, now is probably the time to pick her up. You know, pre-release pricing is almost never the time to pick things up. So back at the time when we were doing this, we were dealing with pre-release pricing. So I think that she holds her own is basically a testament to her quality. And um, I still think it's a good card. I still think it's going up. I still like it a lot. Um, The only thing holding it back is its uncommon status. Which uh, brings me to my second pick, which is um, also an un- another uncommon. And this one is uh, Angrath's Rampage. This is one of those choose your choose one like kind it. of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good one. You can you can kill uh, planeswalkers with it. I like that and um, pretty good card. And uh, this is another uncommon. The pricing then at pre-release was fifty cents a card, and um, at current. It's uh, between 25 and 75 cents. So essentially, it's actually worth less today than it was at the time mm-hmm. um, if you buy in bulk and get free shipping, okay, yeah. so with that qualifier. So technically, it's probably about the same price, but it really hasn't gone up. And um, my third choice, and this was a tough choice for me because I generally like to pick things that are less expensive, but I actually went with a card that I really feel is uh, felt was had tremendous potential and is, is honestly the real deal when it comes to planeswalkers and, and uh, mythic planeswalkers and what their power mm-hmm. level should be. And that was uh, the Dreadhorde General, uh, Liliana the Dreadhorde General. Yeah. And um, great card, still really good. Uh, at the time, her pre-release pricing was $14. Her current price is $12. So not too bad, 
But um, I still think these cards are um, probably still reasonable picks. I still would buy them at this at those at the current pricing. And yeah. um, that's kind of where I am with those. So essentially, my picks are basically neutral to slightly negative. Okay. So that's how I ended up. Nice. So what are you uh, uh, looking at the price history? Where are you checking that well, out? I usually use a TCG player. That's what I used um, when I, in the first place when I quote the prices. So I use okay. that still as the current pricing as well. So um, because it's it's relatively current. So yeah, you could use eBay. It's just harder to search through because then sometimes you've got to deal with auctions versus buy it now. But uh, so I use the TCG pricing. Okay. And I always look for the cheapest one I can get because mm-hmm. I don't use TCG mid. I don't use the, I use the one that if I was to buy the card today, how much does it cost sure. me today? You know, so that that way I'm essentially comparing apples to apples. Cause that's what I did, you know, four months ago as well. You know, how okay. much. So you cost? had, uh, did you have the price recorded from, uh, four months prior? I did. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's exactly what I had done there. So, or I, it's on my little handwritten list. I, it's not that I did anything special. <laughs> so, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. And I'm, usually I also try to hit the. Uh, I usually try to hit it too during the the cast as well. I usually try to say the pricing that you know. So you know if they, if 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 listeners went back, they would hear me essentially say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which people can do, by the way. Feel free to go back and listen to our previous content. It's <laughs> loaded with loaded with. It this. is still relevant today. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. What thinking about here. Um, I'm just looking at my picks and trying to think about the. I guess I have some of the pricing here from from the past. Uh, so looking at my picks here from last time. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not terribly satisfied with these, but uh, to run down the list, I had Tomic, the Distinguished Advocate. Advocist. Uh, originally at the time. Now, now, keep in mind, we made these prior to the actual release. Absolutely. Prices are inflated. As high as they would be. Yep. Uh, and that was April 17th. The actual release date was May 3rd, and then we're giving you the price as of today, uh, in August 21st. So Tomic here at the time was $0.99. Cents. Uh, today you can pick them up for a, oh gosh, uh, a, a low of $0.14 cents to, to $0.36. Cents. Keep in mind, too, like there's shipping. They've got to pay involved. shipping. Yeah. So uh, effectively, let's say $0.36 cents for, for him. Uh, so definitely a, a difference there. Uh, the next one on the list, this was uh, another an unusual, unusual one. Um, to... to Fibbles, uh, the oh, Fibbles, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fibbles, uh, he was going for 99 cents. He fared a little bit better uh, for a near mint one. You can pick him up for about 53 cents or so, 40, 46 cents, okay. 53 cents. Well, he survived a uh, little bit. A little, a little better, a little better. Um, one of our uh, more legendary and, and excellent goblins, uh, Krenko, the, the Tin Street Commander. He's doing much better. Uh, he actually went up here a little bit, looks like. Uh, so at the time of originally, he was a dollar ten. Right now, uh, lightly played a uh, dollar forty-four. Okay, so, so near mint's probably about a buck sixty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's good. Uh, he did a, a little bit better. 
Uh, one I really liked, I, I still would love to pick this up, the Roll Reversal. Uh, that was going for a low of $0.49. Cents. Uh, now it's really low. Uh, it looks like between, you know, 14 to $0.21 cents or so. Uh, uh, let's see. Let me let me make sure. Let me make sure these are all at just near mint prices. Um, yeah. So, yeah, $0.21 cents for the, the roll. Okay. Uh, next one, an uncommon here, the the Wanderer. I really like that one. Um, that spark. Uh, it was going for forty seven cents. Now twenty six cents. So definite decrease there. And the last one I had, Pledge of Unity. I think is a a really amazing uncommon. Um, it looks like wow. Originally twenty four cents. Now seven cents. <laughs> oh my well you know what it just goes to show you now might be the time to pick some of these up you know if you missed yeah. your opportunity the first time you know so it's uh always the pre-release pricing and always with that caveat we always make that caveat when we talk about pre-releasing is that it's almost never a good idea to pay pre-release pricing you almost always want to wait until after the allocation period so that means that basically now is the time that you want to buy those cards so very good so and um you know, and I guess another caveat too to think about this. It, it may seem like, wow, we were really way off in our picks, and that's that's true. I mean, if you look at it from the time standing of right now, yeah, it was not favorable. But I think you also need to take a step back and also look at it from a long-term perspective. So you know, it might not be a whole lot now, but you know, revisit yep. that six months from now or a year exactly. from now. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it might not be as bad as it as it looks. And, and like you said, with the with the really low prices right now, this actually might be the best time to to pick these up. Exactly. It, it's it's probably the best time long term because this is their this is their bottoming out period right now. It's while the cards are still being drafted, and that is going to end soon. So that's when the prices start ticking up, and they really tick up after. Well, they they drop after rotation, but then that's when they actually start to slowly gain. Yeah. So, so it's not all bad yeah. news. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So far, uh, so far, so good. I, I I went back and looked at the little spreadsheet that I've got going, and so for all the the historical picks that I've made, the gain is a, a, about eighty seven percent gain. So, oh, that's good over the over the course of 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 time. So okay. pretty good. Not quite yeah. a doubling of money, but almost a doubling. So not not too bad. Not bad. Exactly. I think but, it uh, I think it is really hard too to, to pick winners that aren't I'm gonna I wanna say easy winners. You know, you could always pick the ones that are, you know, the Tarmagor for the the ones that you know are gonna be the big sellers. And you say, Well, uh, you know, that's gonna be a big winner. It's much harder to pick something that's uh not as popular that, that yeah, ends up being a winner. It is a little bit tough. But you know the thing about it too, even the ones that are like the bang up, you know, like oh the must have cards, their time in the sun is limited as well. So I, I yeah. think those really require you to stay on top of them. You need to buy them and sell them with with a quickness that I think um I know that I personally am not capable of. I am not on top of the standard scene fast enough to buy in and out of standard legal cards. I want to be able to just buy my cards and let them sit for a while because I know that I will not revisit that before rotation. 
Yep. You know, so and a lot of these cards will tank heavily at rotation. So, uh, so yeah. So even the car- the cards that are sort of known good, they're known good because they're used in current standard. But if you fail to sell them on time, you'll excuse me, you'll lose your shorts. So yeah. um, uh, that's always a risk, which is also part of the reason why I end up buying a lot of sealed product as opposed to individual products because. I feel like sometimes it's hard to long-term uh, win, you know, by picking uh-huh. individual cards. That's where the fun is, and that's where the challenge is. But it's kind of like stocks in real life. It's like, you know, that you could throw a dart at a dartboard and be right about as often as the times that you spent a lot of times agonizing. Sure. And, uh, so sometimes that basket is better than the individual. And uh, like the, so, the, in this case, the basket of stocks or the mutual fund would be the box, the sealed box. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, and then there's always the gambler's premium too. And I, I don't know if you noticed this too, but you know, you sit here and you look at an old box. You look at like an old box of legions or something, or or you know, some some cheap boxes, you know, that were really cheap at the time. And the card value, you know, if you open the box, the expected value is like seventy bucks, right? Mm-hmm. But to buy a box of legions is like you know, three to five hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, so there's value in the fact that those are unopened packs. Yeah, so that's kind of the direction that I've been going because I don't have to be a master chooser. I don't have to be um, timely in my buys and sells. Sure. You know, I, I can I can just let it sit and it, it suits my current, I guess, style a little bit better. But uh, of course, that's not fun at all. So <laughs> yeah, still got to still got to make my picks. But uh, absolutely, yeah. But I think that's about all I've got for the week. Um, yeah, I think so. No, no, that's uh, that's just, I think up. about it. As as always, uh, join our contest. So send in uh, an email. Put contest in the subject line to mtgprofits at gmail dot com. And next week we'll have uh, our fun fifty uh, second episode. Have the drawing, absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And uh, as we like to say at the end of every podcast, until next time, may all your picks be profitable. Have a great one, guys. See you guys.